Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 72 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. Before we dive into the episode, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to encourage each of you to uh, consider signing up for the mailing list for the podcast. I have a link in the show notes to the uh, little form to sign up to get the podcast emailed to you directly as soon as the new episode comes out. So if you're interested in that, I'd love for you to sign up. It gets there first. That's the first place that I uh, post a new episode after I publish it. A couple spots get automatically sent out, but those hardy folks that have signed up, I send it to them directly, and I would love for you to consider signing up for that. Okay? And my hope also is that you'll consider sharing a link to the podcast on your social media site as well. Really working at trying to grow the podcast throughout Australia as well as here in the United States and around the world. And I've had some success. I, at this point in time, have had listeners in 33 different countries around the world, which I'll be honest with you, I'm shocked by that. Now, several of them, there's only been one download because they see the word footy in there and they're expecting soccer. And well, I don't know the first thing about soccer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, one other thing before I dive into the episode, I, uh, I wanted to let you know that I opened up recently what's called a uh, Buy Me a Coffee page. And I know it's kind of a strange title. And it's a site that is very similar to Patreon. And what it does is it allows uh, fans of podcasts or blogs or YouTube channels and things of that nature to support the creator of the show or whatever platform it happens to be if they'd like to do so. And I've added a link in the show notes. At this point in time, I don't have a standalone podcast website yet, so I can't attach it there. But like I said, I have put it in the show notes. I'm going to put a link out on Twitter once this episode comes out as well. And what this is going to do is to hopefully allow me to you know, pay for my podcast hosting sites um, or fees for this year as well as hopefully getting a uh, standalone website up and running and looking at down the road, possibly updating some of the equipment that I happen to have that I use on the podcast right now. So any money that would would possibly come in with that is going to go right back into the podcast. So if you were considering doing that sort of thing, I'd greatly appreciate it. I do still have my store page open up on Redbubble. There's a link for that as well. So if you're looking for a T-shirt or a couple stickers to put on your computer case or in the back window of your automobile, that'd be fantastic. I would love to have the uh, the support there. I, I truly appreciate you uh, listening. Those of you who have been here from the beginning and those of you who are joining you know, midstream, love having you here. Truly, truly appreciate it. I can't thank you enough for tuning in. Now, in this episode, I wanted to take some time to give you a short preview of the AFLW season, which is beginning this weekend, in fact, in just a couple of days now. But before I do that, I wanted to take a look back at episode 71, last week's episode. And I spent some time in that episode discussing the uh, the Tasmanian Premier's ultimatum that he gave to the AFL about getting a club in Tasmania sooner rather than later. Now, I got an email from Tim from Albany, who is a firm believer and I, I had mentioned also in that episode that maybe the, the 20th club would possibly be in Darwin. And Tim's a firm believer that Darwin would not be able to support a club on its own due to its limited population. And I, and I Googled it, and Darwin has a population of about 150,000 people. 
and that may not be that may be the whole surrounding area including the city but uh it's a good sized city but it may not be big enough and it's probably not big enough to support a uh, cl club of that size okay or a club of this magnitude that would require the funding that it would have so tim from albany may very well be completely accurate in that assessment but if there's a place that is footy mad it certainly is darwin okay so i would be i think it'd be great if they were able to to have a club there but it may just not be economically feasible to do so now i also heard from a, a good bloke uh rick shabani and uh rick who argued that maybe it's possible that a club in northern territories could work if they split it between darwin and alice springs rick lived in darwin for a time so he's infinitely infinitely more qualified to speak about that situation than I am. In fact, you know, I'm going to be posting a couple of uh, links to some blog posts that Rick wrote recently. How, there, how about that for some alliteration there? Uh, about the same possibility that I discussed in the last episode. And each post, he argues both the pros and cons of adding a club in Tasmania and in Darwin. And I strongly encourage you to look at them. Rick has really gone in-depth. They're well-researched tremendously illustrated some great pictures there really informative very very entertaining as well and in, in fact you know, i i love being able to give rick a shout out here he was one of my early guests on the podcast and quite frankly he has been an absolute godsend to me over the last year being able to bounce ideas off of him uh him sending me uh notes on messenger with some great ideas for show topics for me uh Maybe I've borrowed some ideas for him. So, Rick, I appreciate that truly. And uh, he was literally the second person, and in fact, the first person that is associated with the game of footy that I spoke with on Twitter and really anywhere when I was first considering putting this podcast together. It was October of 2019. In fact, I believe it was October the 25th. I went back and looked in uh, my DMs on Twitter. And this was over two months before I went live with the first episode. And, you know, I, I traded ideas with Rick. He was very supportive of what I was planning on doing with this and what I was trying to get accomplished with the podcast. You know, I think I needed somebody to, quite frankly, tell me that I wasn't crazy for considering doing something like this because, you know, I'm, I'm, I put myself out there or I was going to put myself out there thinking that I knew a little bit about the game, but wanting to learn more. And I could have very easily, you know, had people just totally reject the idea of me doing the podcast. And, and Rick was extraordinarily supportive. And uh, between Rick and Frode from Florida, I don't know where I would be in this journey without the two of them. And, and, and I think I can safely say, folks, that while we've never met in person, I'd like to think that I can refer to both of them as friends. And, and gentlemen, I truly, truly thank you for your support during this first, well, now almost 13 months of the podcast. I couldn't have done it without you. And, and I cannot thank the two of you enough for helping me out. The only drawback, the only negative thing that I can say is, th is that Frode has not yet shared with me a single recipe. Not a one. 
he posts some really wonderful dishes online, and I haven't seen recipe number one from him yet. So I'm a little disappointed in you in that, as far as that goes, Frode. <laughs> now, back to Tim from Albany for a moment. You know, he argued that rather than introducing new clubs and going to 20 clubs, he said that there are two Victorian clubs that seemingly are, are struggling financially almost every year. And he pointed out North Melbourne and St. Kilda. And he argued that that the Ruse and St. Kilda, in his mind, should be lo- relocated to Tasmania and to Canberra, respectively. This would give both of them some type of exclusivity, allowing them to become more financially viable, to maybe grow a whole new fan base. In the new communities, now, again, that would be ex- extraordinarily disappointing to Saints supporters and Rue supporters in Melbourne and in Victoria. I, and again, I'm, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. This is, I, I think he made a very compelling argument about this, you know, trying to grow the game. You know, and like I said, I don't think this is what Saints and Rue supporters want to hear. But in the long term, do you see this as a viable solution for getting a club established in uh, Tasmania and possibly in the capital city? I'd love to hear what you think about this. So, you know, feel free to shoot me a message, shoot me an email uh, on Twitter at yank underscore on. You could send me a message there or you could shoot me an email at yank on the footy at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you think on this. And, um, it's a rather compelling argument because I, I, you know, I, I don't know if there is a good solution to the situation in Tasmania. You know, nobody wants to lose their club. Nobody wants to have their club get moved or downsized or merged with somebody else. But as you know, it has happened before. And, uh, it may very well happen again. Again, I'm not advocating it. I'm not saying it should happen, but it's uh, it's something that I thought was a rather interesting argument. Now, we've got the, uh, the 2021 AFLW season around the corner, literally around the corner. I believe it's actually starting tomorrow within the next uh, 24 to 36 hours. So I wanted to take a few moments to dig into the, uh, the 2021 NAB AFLW season, and I wanted to give you my predictions. Now, I'm not going to try to predict the entire 14-club ladder. I'm not enough of an expert on the AFLW. I would argue that I'm still figuring out the AFL, so I don't, I don't want to hang myself out there and, and and look like even more of a dork than I, than I already am. So what I think I can safely say, and that I've been saying for quite some time and have been advocating and trying to get the point across to those of you who may be a little reluctant about watching the women's game, I think the quality of play is going to be much improved this year. If you are somebody who's kind of a uh, women's footy denier and, oh, it's, it's terrible, it's lousy, that sort of thing, I think you would have to concede that the quality of the game on the grounds has improved from year to year to year. Now, maybe you could argue that they expanded too quickly and they did not have enough quality players to play at the highest level recently. But overall, the the skill set that's being demonstrated on the grounds, I think, has improved tremendously. And I think we're going to see 
a significant jump this year. Maybe not an exponential improvement, but certainly an improvement over what we saw last year. And let's hope we get an entire season in. Let's hope we get an entire season. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, eventually maybe they can expand the length of the season to maybe at least 10 or a dozen rounds. I mean, it's, it's a pretty quick turnaround there, you know, having a nine-game regular season. And then, you know, moving right into the, the, uh, the AFL. And I know there's some overlap there, but it'd be great to see them be able to, uh, to have a, a double-digit season. So I want to give you my tips for round one uh, of this year, this week. And then I want to get into my, uh, my tips for who's going to be playing finals and ultimately winning the premiership. And I'm going to also give you my, uh, my picks on some of the awards for this year. And I, I am probably going to be completely wrong with these, but I'm going to put them out there anyway. So here are my tips for round one of this season. Uh, we've got Colling- Collingwood and Carlton facing off in the opening game. And I've got Carlton winning this one by eight points. Got the Bulldogs and the Saints playing. This is a contest. I, I see the Bulldogs winning this one by 10. Little American bias there. I'm hoping Danny Marshall has a fantastic game. Gold Coast and Melbourne. I've got the D's winning this one by nine points. West Coast and Adelaide. I've got the Crows taking this one by 13 points. The Cats and the Ruse. Now, you know, full disclosure, those of you who've been listening a long time, I am a Cat supporter. I would love to see them win the game, but I think that North is going to take this game. I think they're one of the top teams in the comp. The last time they played, if I'm not mistaken... North scored eight consecutive goals against them. Probably not going to happen this year. I think it's going to be a much closer game, but I've got the Ruse winning this one by 11. The Tigers are still seeking their first AFLW win, and they're taking on Brisbane this week. I've got Brisbane winning this one by eight points. And the last game of the weekend, game number seven of the weekend, the Dockers and the Giants. Now, the Giants have been displaced, and they're they're training elsewhere Right now, I believe that's the, the women's team that's training elsewhere. I could be completely wrong about that. I thought I read it was the women's team, but I don't think it was the men's team that moved. The Dockers are, are one of the top clubs in the comp. If I'm not mistaken, they were at the top of the ladder last year when the season was ended. I've got them winning this one by at least 10 points. I think that the Dockers are going to be one of the teams to beat this year. Now, most of you know, or maybe you don't, that the AFLW did something I think it was a really good move this year. They did away with the divisions. And they're going to be operating with the more familiar ladder. But in this case, with only 14 clubs, they've reduced the uh, the size of the, the number of teams playing finals. So only the top six teams are playing finals. So the top two clubs get a bye week. They have a week off. And in this case, then... Team 3 plays Team 6, and Team 4 plays Team 5. So here are my tips for the six clubs are going to be playing finals. And again, I'm, I'm tipping these six to play finals. I'm, you know, I'm not going to tell you where I think the other eight clubs are going to be finishing on the ladder. That, that is certainly up to your determination there. All right. I have the Crows finishing in sixth place on the ladder. I've got the D's finishing in fifth place. 
I've got the Magpies finishing in fourth. We have the Blues taking the third spot. And then North Melbourne taking the number two spot and Fremantle taking the number one spot on the ladder, finishing up at the top of the ladder, being the minor premieres. Now, as far as the contests in the finals, again, it's three versus six, four versus five, and the three-six winner plays the the number one seed, and the four-five winner plays the number two seed. Now, it would be, I think, a, a good thing. It would be a, a reward if they didn't assign that game ahead of time. I think it would be great if they gave the uh, the number one team, the team to finish at top of the ladder, they gave them the lowest ranked remaining team. They do that in like the NFL, for example. Uh, so if you know, a team had the worst record that was still involved in the playoffs, they got to play like the number one team, the number one seeded team. So, for example, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to the Super Bowl this next weekend, not this weekend coming up. But once the they, they had the first week off in the playoffs, so whoever had the worst record left of the remaining teams after that first round, which happened to me, my Cleveland Browns, Cleveland went and played Kansas City. So it was a reward or an incentive, if you will, for the team to finish at the top of the, the standings. So it would kind of be neat if they did that in the, uh, in the AFLW here rather than locking the... You know, the three six winner against the number one seed because you could have one going against three and two playing five, which might give the number two team a distinct advantage. So I'm going to tip the uh, the Blues to beat the Crows in the three six matchup, and then I'm going to tip the Pies to beat Melbourne in the four five matchup in the elimination finals. After that, then, in the prelims, I've got Fremantle knocking off the Blues, and I've got North Melbourne beating Collingwood in the prelims. Ultimately, then, I'm going to go off the board a little bit here. I'm going to have the number two-seeded Ruse knock off the Dockers in the grand final. So I've got North Melbourne winning the AFLW premiership this year and that game's going to be held on either april the 18th or the 19th they haven't decided yet which date it's going to be on so those are my predictions for this year as far as who's going to play finals now i want to give you my predictions on who i think are going to be winning some of the postseason awards okay i think that the nab rising star is going to be from brisbane and i'm going to Try the name here. I've watched some video. I've heard the name pronounced. Uh, it's Zimmerle Farquharson from Brisbane, who's a, I think she was the number eight pick in the draft this year. I have her being the NAB rising star. I think the best and fairest this year in the AFLW is going to be Jasmine Garner of North Melbourne. I think Kate Hoare is going to be uh, the leading goal kicker from the D's. And I think the mark of the year is going to go to Sharni Layton of Collingwood. That's who I'm tipping to do that. I'm probably completely wrong on every single one of those, but I'm putting myself out there and making my predictions. I have uh, made my tips there for the 2021 season. Again, this way by predicting only the top six, I've got plausible deniability. I can honestly tell you, I didn't pick your team to win the wooden spoon this year. 
I didn't. Well, I might have, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so, and I've started fiddling around with my uh, fantasy team uh, on the AFL website. I think Supercoach has opened up for this year as well. I have not uh, done anything with that yet, but I will be doing that shortly, and I'll let you know who I have uh, placed on my teams. I would love to start a draft team this year, or a draft league as well, uh, with listeners of the podcast. I tried that last year. That was maybe a little too early in the process before I'd really built up a, a, a good listenership. So I may try that again this year and try to bring in another 9, 10, or 11 uh, footy fans that are listening to the podcast regularly to join that, uh, that league. And we'll go from there. Now, one last story before I wrap up this episode, I ran across a, an interesting story on the SEN, uh, website, and I posted a link to, uh, to this article. And it is, a uh, an article in which they, uh, were talking to the senior coach from the Eagles, uh, Adam Simpson. And he was making the argument that with all of the cuts that the clubs have been making, and having to make, you know, following the impact of COVID, that, 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 as he put it, the carrot of the AFL is not as strong as it used to be. That, that idea of having a job working in the, the comp at the highest level in the country is not something that is going to draw people to it necessarily because there may be reduced compensation. You may end up having to work for maybe less money than you could possibly make in that position out in the open market. And, uh, you know, the, each club has had to make cuts to their coaching staff, to their front offices, as well as their medical and training staffs. Yeah, and they mentioned in the article that right before training started this, this season, that the Cats lost two team physicians. Yet they had two doctors who left the club, and uh, they've decided that they were going to be able to earn a better living out in the private sector. So they stepped away. And uh, I... I don't think you can blame them for making the decision to do that. Sure, it'd be great to have somebody with the experience of being involved in the game still being with the club. But if you're doing that job to support your family and, and you can go out and earn more money doing a similar type job elsewhere, I, I think you have to consider doing that. Now, the, the unfortunate thing there is that, you know, we have a number of people who were in coaching positions and such who have been displaced from those positions. And I, and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know what has transpired with that, whether or not any of these people have been able to find employment anywhere else. I hope that they have, I hope people have you know, landed on their feet as best as possible. Now it may not be in a coaching position. It may be in some sort of an other uh, job outside of footy, but I hope everybody is able to find themselves in a position that they're able to take care of themselves, take care of their family, that type of thing. Now, as far as the, the two cats doctors that, that left the club, I hope that there's not any sort of a direct correlations between, between the two of them being gone and Jeremy Cameron's hamstring. I hope that there's, that's just a coincidence. You know, here's hoping that, that the hamstring heals up nicely there because, uh, well, it's three first-round picks. Now, it looks like it's going to be a couple of years before things begin to stabilize and clubs possibly look at being able to increase their staff and bringing things back. Of course, if clubs are able to figure out that, you know what, we can actually do more with less, then they might not be in too big of a hurry to bring back people and fill these positions. They may say, 
you know what? We've been able to muddle along and, and do the job that we've had to get done with less people here, so why should we spend more money? Again, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but uh, we shall see. So I, I wanted to make sure I covered that before I wrapped it up this week because I thought that was a rather compelling argument there. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that uh, if you'd like to sign up for the mailing list so you get each new episode delivered to you first, there's a link uh, to a short form in the show notes. If you want to sign up, I'll get you on the list and make sure that the podcast gets out to you instantaneously. Also, if you want to check out the uh, the Buy Me a Coffee link there, I would truly appreciate it. That would be tremendous if you, if you wanted to help out the podcast. Again, I'm not demanding that by any stretch of the imagination because I have I have no standing to do that. I wouldn't do that. But if you're if you're enjoying what I'm doing, if you want to hear more of it, if you want to have it sound better than it does, if you want to, you know, have a, a better appearance with the podcast by having a, a nicer uh homepage, if you will, than the one that I have through the the app. You know, I've st- I had started to design a web page, but I haven't published it yet because I I'm really not sure what I'm doing with it, but I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, to be able to do that. So I think, so if you'd like to help out, that would be terrific. And also ladies and gents, if you've got an idea for a show topic, or if you know someone that you think would be a great guest on the show, feel free to drop me a DM on Twitter or shoot me an email, uh, send me a note on messenger on Facebook. I check those things incessantly. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn as well. And I think I mentioned this before, but I want to mention it again. To those of you who are tuning in, who I've connected with on LinkedIn, thank you so very much. It has been absolutely amazing, the interaction that I've had with people on LinkedIn over the last month. It has been tremendous. There are so many wonderful, dynamic people there. I, I've connected with with many people who are interested in coming on the podcast to discuss the game, that sort of thing, whether it be in Australia, here in the States. I've had several international um, contacts that want to talk about the game and their involvement in the game where they live. It has been tremendous. I have used the analogy uh, online, and I don't think I've used it here, but the response has been so tremendous that it's been like trying to get a drink of water out of a fire hose. It has just been, it's been great. And I, and I can't thank those of you who are listening and those of you who have reached out and contacted me and connect with me. I can't thank you enough for doing that because you have a wealth of knowledge that I'm I'm looking forward to uh, exploring and discussing with you. I've got several interviews already set up, and I cannot wait to bring those to you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, remember that while you can find all the episodes of this podcast at a yank on the footy.podbean.com, you can also find it on your favorite podcast provider. Every episode is also available on my YouTube channel. You can search for that, uh, finding my name, Craig Wessels, on YouTube. And now that you've listened, I would love it if you'd consider giving me a, a review on Apple Podcasts. It lets me know what I'm needing to work on, lets me know what I'm doing well, what could be improved. Let also lets the, the podcast host know what you think. Now, if you want to you know, send me an email to yankonthefooty at gmail.com and tell me how things are going or what I could improve on, that would be absolutely terrific as well. My DMs are open on Twitter if you want to go that route. You know, tell me, hey, you're completely wrong on this, or I think you're spot on on that. I'd, I'd appreciate it. That would be great. So 
feel free to reach out anytime that you want there. And don't forget, like I said, you can reach me at yankonthefootygmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at yank underscore on. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at a yank on the footy. And if you haven't done so yet, ladies and gents, please consider signing up for the mailing list. And I truly hope you'll consider sharing this episode on your social media site to help grow the podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening because while we're fans of our clubs, deep down we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's footy. Again, ladies and gents, thank you so very much for listening. Please give it a share with your friends and family. And ladies and gents, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode number 72 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and on Facebook at a yank on the footy. You can also find it on YouTube. Just search out my name, Craig Wessels. And ladies and gents, thanks for listening. And please share the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, goodbye. <laughs>